May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning and welcome to Parkway Fellowship. I'm really glad that you're here to church today. I also want to welcome our North Campus, joining us by video feed. Glad you guys are with us as well. Um, this last Christmas, um, I was at Katie Mills Mall, you know, doing some Christmas shopping, and I was there by myself. And like most men in a crowded mall by themselves, like I was having a totally miserable time. Um, so after about my third lap around the mall, uh, still frustrated not finding the perfect gift, I found myself hungry and near the food court. So after being talked into some General Tso's chicken by a pushy little man with toothpick samples, <laughs> oh, you've met him. So anyway, <laughs> I sat down with my lunch to contemplate my next shopping move. And it was in that moment that God showed me something that I almost missed. Because as I sat there and I looked across this room of crowded people and they're in the food court, I realized that if statistics hold true, that 80% of these people don't go to church anywhere. And that should they go their entire lives without ever becoming a Christ follower, then when they die, they would not go to heaven, but instead they would spend an eternity separated from God in hell. And I just sat there stunned as I just watched people walking by having no idea that their eternity lay in the balance. And I just thought, somebody needs to tell these people about Christ. So I stood up on my table and I just said, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> People think I was nuts. <laughs> so that wouldn't help in things, would it? But I, but I did think, I did think, well, what can I do? What can I do? And I thought, one thing that I can do is I can make Parkway Fellowship the most effective church at reaching people who are far from Christ. And honestly, that's something that we all can do. We all can make Parkway Fellowship the most effective church at reaching out to people who are far from Christ. Because here's the thing, if we don't reach out to people who are far from Christ, who will? If we don't tell people about Jesus or make this church a place where they can hear clearly about Jesus, then how are they ever going to hear? How are they ever going to go to heaven? How's that going to happen? For those of us that are married, how will our spouse hear about Christ? How will our favorite aunt or favorite uncle hear about Christ? How will our kids hear about Christ? How will that couple on our kids' athletic team hear about Jesus? How will those neighbors that we wave to when they're riding their bikes or when they're walking around the neighborhood, how will they hear about Christ if we don't invite them to church or tell them about Jesus ourselves. How is that going to happen? Which is why I'm so glad that today we're going to look at a really cool encounter that a guy had with Jesus. And uh, it's from this encounter that we get some insights into what it takes to reach out to people who are far from Christ. Um, and in this encounter, we also come across one of the most important verses in the entire New Testament, and really probably in the entire Bible. So go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. 
And let's read about this encounter between Jesus and a man named Zacchaeus. Now, some of you might have heard of Zacchaeus before. He is, his claim to fame is that he was a, such a short guy that he had to climb a tree in order to see Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'm always up for a good short guy story. So, so let's go ahead and start reading. Let's begin by asking the question, what can I learn about reaching out to people who are far from Christ? And then, what can I do about it? So here's the first thing that we learn. Number one is this, is that some people only get one chance to hear about Christ. Some people only get one chance to hear about Christ. The story kicks off in Luke chapter 19, verse 1. It's a true story. Um, verse 1 says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Which is circle passing through. That's as far as I want to get in this first section here. He was passing through. Now here's a few things you need to know about Jericho. It was the first town that was conquered by Joshua when he was leading the Israelites into the promised land. All right? But here's the thing. Jericho is on the far east side of Israel. It actually borders modern day Jordan. And Jericho is not on the way to anywhere. I mean, it's just kind of out there all on its own. And Jesus is just passing through Jericho. He's not planning on staying. He's not planning on doing any miracles. He's not planning on going to the lo local synagogue. I mean, he's just passing through. In fact, there's no record of Jesus ever going through Jericho again. This is the only time. This is it. And there's no evidence that Zacchaeus would have ever seen Jesus again or had a chance to become a Christ follower. I mean, now, he may or may not have had another chance, but we know for sure that he had this one chance. This one chance. I'm telling you, there are some people who may only have one chance to hear the good news about Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, maybe they moved here less than a year ago and now their company is moving them again and they're going overseas. Or maybe someone has to move because they're taking care of an elderly parent. Or perhaps as they go through life, they just become less and less open to hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. And, and like Zacchaeus, they may or they may not get another chance. But one thing we do know is that they have a chance now. They have this one chance to hear about Christ. This one chance. And we have to act like it's their, perhaps their only chance. We've got to make the most of every opportunity, which is why next Sunday is so important, okay? Next Sunday is the Sunday that we're kicking off our fall campaign, okay? Every year at Parkway Fellowship, we do a fall campaign. Now, our campaigns are, in the fall are not about raising money, and it's not about a cause. The fall campaign that we do every fall is about reaching more people for Christ. It's a campaign to reach people. And studies, as well as our own personal experiences at church, show that people are more open to an invitation to come to church during the fall months than they are at any other single time of the year. Now, we will have more people at church at Easter, but Easter's really only one Sunday. But during the fall, during this six-week period of the fall campaign, 
people are more open to an invitation to come to church than any other season in the entire calendar year. So it's super important to invite people to church. Now, look, it's really, at the heart of it, it's really not about inviting people to church. It really is about people becoming Christ's followers. But church is a great place for people to hear about how to become a Christ follower. And so church becomes a great tool that God would use to help people take that step of faith and to become a Christ follower for themselves. Okay, so what can I do about it? Here's your fill-in. Invite people to come to the series, Family Strong. And go ahead and include that hashtag there. Invite people to come to the series, Family Strong. This is a series that's starting next week, and during this six-week series, we're going to talk about what does it take to make a strong family. And we're going to be going over different topics than we have in any other family series. And I promise you, man, it is going to be awesome. But instead of me, you know, coming up here and telling you all about it, our media department put together a short little promo video that I wanted to give you a chance to look at. So let's go ahead and let's roll that video. Okay, so I just talked to you about how my family is? Yeah. Okay, well, that should be easy enough. Uh, oh, wait, what's, what's this called, anyway? It's called hashtag family strong. Hashtag. What, what's a hashtag? Pound sign family strong? I, I, I don't get it. Is it a number? Hey, hey, honey, call this number. It's pound sign family strong. We are the strong family. This is my wife, and we have three kids. No, we have five kids. Five? Apparently it's five. We have five <laughs> kids, and we are the best family in America. So what does strong look like? Well, for us, our secret is great communication. We are able to talk to each other well about anything. Olivia, have you taken the trash out yet? <laughs> are you going to answer me? Uh, Olivia, I asked, have you... Olivia, I'm standing right... Okay. Where's the little smiley face? So, what is strong? Well, to me, it's keeping track of our family's busy schedule. I mean, with seven people, five kids, my husband and I, I mean, there's just a lot to keep track of, right? I mean, you've got baseball, football, swimming, oboe lessons, piano, Lord of the Rings club, Lego, Latin lessons, French lessons, I wanna be a doctor club, Indian explorers, there's Barbie club, princess club, and then don't even forget our stuff. I mean, we've got salsa lessons, wine tasting club, I mean, Bunko <laughs> girls, am I right? So, I mean, it's just a lot to keep track of. And who can forget the whole family does wilderness explorers. It's just, we're really busy. Why are we doing this? This is a documentary on how you have a strong family. You mean like, like our last name is strong? Because that's really about it. Our dad can be goofy sometimes, really goofy. So we don't bring friends over, like at all. <laughs> so really, what is family strong? Because you're looking at it, <laughs> get it? My name is Strong. <laughs> Maybe I should change my name to Pound Sign. Pound Sign Strong. Nice, nice. 
Alyssa, that series, it's going to be a great series, and it kicks off next Sunday. And the reason we chose that series is because it's a great series to invite people to come to. The titles of the individual messages are in your worship guide, so invite people to come to this series. It's going to be great. Um, second thing we learn from the story is this, from the encounter with Zacchaeus is, number two, many people can't see Christ clearly. Many people can't see Christ clearly. Verse 2 picks up and says, A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. Now, Zacchaeus' problem was that he was just simply too short to see over the crowd. But people in our society might not be able to see Christ, not because they're too short, but because maybe they had a bad church experience when they were a kid. And they just can't see Jesus clearly because they don't have a real accurate picture of who he is. Or maybe they grew up in an abusive home and they just can't see Jesus because of all of the pain. Or maybe they had something traumatic happen to them at some point in life and they just can't see Jesus because they don't understand why God would have allowed that to happen to them. You know, we don't always understand why things happen and what prevents people from seeing Jesus clearly. And it could be just something as simple as maybe they're just so comfortable in life that they don't really think they need God. But regardless, I'm telling you, there are people that just cannot see Christ clearly. So we have to make Jesus clear to them. We have to make Jesus clear to them in how we act and how we talk and how we live and how we are at church so that if they were ever to come to our church, they could feel the love of Christ in the way we minister to their kids. That they would sense the love of God in the way we smile and the way we shake hands and how we're happy to be here. That they would wonder at the love of Christ in the way that we serve and volunteer. So how can we put this into practice? Simply by this, serve with gladness. Serve with gladness. Whenever you serve, wherever you serve, make sure that you do it with a glad heart and a smile on your face. I'm telling you, when people first arrive at Parkway Fellowship and they see one of our smiling, happy greeters, I promise you, it makes an impression. When someone for the very first time comes to Parkway Fellowship and they go to a class to drop off their child and that person in that room is happy to see their child and welcomes their child with a you know, smiling face and open arms and, you know, and they're happy to drop them off, I'm telling you, that makes an impression. It makes a difference. Greeters, ushers, hospitality people, check-in people. Every place in, in this church where there's opportunity to volunteer, when we serve with glad and happy hearts, I'm telling you, it makes an impression on people and it helps them perhaps to see Jesus just a little more clearly. I'm telling you, it makes a really big difference. And if you're not scheduled to serve sometime in some place next week and you'd like to serve just one week, one time, I want to give you a chance to volunteer to do that because God could use you to make a difference. 
All right, third thing we learned is this, number three. Some people want to see Jesus, they just need a good invite. Some people want to see Jesus, they just need a good invite. Verse four says, so he, that's Zacchaeus, ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Now, here's the question. How did, G, how did Zacchaeus know that Jesus was coming that way? Because remember, Zacchaeus couldn't see him because he's too short. The only way he would have known is if someone told him. Now, we don't know who it was that told him, and we don't know what it is that this person said, but whatever this person said, it was so compelling that Zacchaeus ran to go climb a tree so that he could see Jesus clearly. Now look, even though some people not, might not be able to see Jesus clearly because of their past or you know, maybe something's happened to them, if you give someone a good enough invite, then those people will plan ahead so that they can see Jesus clearly on their own. They want to see what he's going to do, want to see what he's going to say to them. And because a good invite piques someone's curiosity, a good invite would make people want to come to hear how Jesus could make their family strong. So, how do I put this into practice? Well, let me give you some ideas. Here's the first. Pass out five invite cards. In your seat, there's a pack of five invite cards to the Family Strong series. So when you invite someone to church and you hand someone that invite card, it's a really good invitation because it gives them something that they can take with them. They don't have to remember everything. And it directs them to their website where they can find as much information as they would want to, need to know about coming for the first time. So would you make a commitment to pass out all five of your invite cards for this to invite people to come to this series? And especially to come for the first part this Sunday? I mean, that little invite card makes your invite so much stronger and so much clearer. Second thing you can do is this, is I can replace my window decal. Replace my window decal. Earlier this year, we revamped our old logo with a logo that was you know, a little more modern. But I still, still, I still see people driving around town with that old logo on their car. So if that's you, would you please replace that logo with the new one? And I don't know what some people are waiting on. Maybe you're thinking, you know, it would just be easier if I just trade in the car, got a new one. You know, change that decal is a lot of work. Look, it's much cheaper to just change the decal, all right? I was talking to a family um, after church a couple weeks ago, and uh, they came up to me and said, yeah, you know, we've been thinking about coming to the church, and we drive by it all the time. We've been thinking about coming to the church for months. But then we started seeing the decal, like, everywhere we went. So we decided to come this Sunday. I'm telling you, you never know what God is going to use to push someone across the line. Something even as simple as a decal. So would you make a commitment to put that on your car? Perhaps replace the old one if you need to? All right, third thing we can do is this. Blow up social media. Blow up social media. This series is called Family Strong, but we've included the hashtag in the title because we want you to use it to blow up social media. So share this series on Facebook or post it on Twitter or favorite it, you know, whenever you see it. And in fact, the video, that funny video we just showed you a few minutes ago, we posted that video on the Parkway Fellowship Facebook page 
earlier this morning. So you can go link it, you can go post it, you can go like it, you can go you know, retweet it, you can link it, you can do whatever you want to with it, but use it to invite people and use your own social media platforms to invite people to come to church next week on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. All right, last thing is this, number four. Jesus reaches out for those reaching for him. Jesus reaches out for those reaching for him. Verse 5 says, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. I think it's amazing how Jesus responded to Zacchaeus. You know, here's a man reaching out for Christ. And he's just one among hundreds of people that day, maybe even thousands. But Jesus singles him out and reaches out to him. You know, when I read that, I just think, wow, Lord, you take the time and you notice individuals that are in a place they want to reach out to you. Because, you see, I think Jesus could see directly into Zacchaeus' heart. And he knew that Zacchaeus was in a place where he was ready to receive Christ and ready to follow him. And so in that moment, Jesus reached out to him. And you know what? Jesus still does that. He still reaches out to those who are reaching out to him. Now, there's a sense in which Jesus reaches out to everybody. But there's also a sense in which when someone is ready, God can see that in their hearts, and Jesus reaches out to them and invites them to enter into a relationship with him, and they can have eternal life when they die. I mean, it's an amazing. Now, how can we help facilitate that type of encounter to happen? Can we? Well, the answer is absolutely we can influence that to happen. How? Do this one key thing. Join the 24-hour fast. Join the 24-hour fast right here, right now. For everybody listening to me that calls Parkway Fellowship your home, I'm declaring a 24-hour fast for us to ask God to reach out to as many people as could be ready, and that God would make them ready during this camp, fall campaign so they can become Christ followers. So during the next, during the, uh, a 24-hour period, starting with dinner tonight and skipping breakfast and lunch tomorrow, during that 24 hours, I'm declaring a fast, water only 24 hours. Yeah, that's right, I said it. Water only 24 hours. So look, eat a big lunch today, probably a snack about 4.30, something like that, and then skip dinner tonight, breakfast tomorrow, lunch tomorrow, and then eat dinner tomorrow night. And during those times that you would normally be eating, spend some time praying, asking God to get people's hearts ready. 
and to reach out to people who have been far from him. Because look, here's the thing. The purpose of fasting is twofold. First, it's just simply to carve out more time to pray. Secondly, it's to show God with our actions. God, I would rather go without food than go without you answering this prayer. That's the purpose of fasting. And so let's ask the Lord to reach out to more people than ever before. During this fast, I am asking God to reach out to 500 people that would come to Parkway Fellowship for the first time during this campaign. I'm also asking the Lord to bring 200 people to become Christ followers for the first time in their lives. Those are huge. But I'm telling you what, that is not going to happen if we all don't fast and pray and ask God for it to happen. So would you join me? 24 hours, water only, starting tonight. Now look, here's the thing. If you've never fasted before, you're going to feel like you're going to die, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. You're probably going to feel like you're going to die, okay? You're not going to die, okay? People go a lot longer than that, okay? You're not going to die. Drink, ton, drink lots and lots of water. And look, if you've got medical issues, contact your physician, talk to them about that but you're not gonna die, all right? Look at how this encounter with Zacchaeus finishes up. Verse nine, Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. And I want you to underline all of verse 10. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. That's Jesus' purpose here on this earth. This one verse is one of the key verses in the entire New Testament. Honestly, really, in the entire Bible. Because it tells us exactly why Jesus came and what he was focused on. Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost. That's it. That was his entire purpose for coming to the earth. He didn't come for any other reason than this. And when we focus on seeking and saving people who are lost then we are doing this very same thing that Jesus did. And we're focused on what he's focused on, which is why the mission statement of Parkway Fellowship is to reach the lost at any cost and grow them to maturity. Because that's what Jesus did. And that's what we as a church should do. That's what we as individuals should do. Because here's the thing. Some people might only have one chance to hear about Christ. Some people might have only one more chance to hear about Christ. And so we need to tell them. And aren't you thankful for the person, for those of you that are Christ followers, aren't you thankful for the person that told you or invited you to come to church? Maybe it was a mom, maybe it was a grandma, maybe it was a neighbor, a family friend. Or maybe God set up some random chance encounter, but aren't you thankful that it happened for you? Do that for someone else. Be that person for someone else and invite them to come. Because, because we don't know how much time we have, we don't know how much time anybody else has. So we need to reach as many people as we can as fast as we can before time runs out. And it all starts next Sunday. So find your connection card and let's take some next steps together. Perhaps this first next step. I will invite people to the series 
Hashtag family strong by using invite cards and social media. Would you do that? Would you make a commitment? I'm going to invite people to come to this series. And advise me if can, people as you can to come to the kickoff, but invite them throughout the series. Use these cards that are in your chair. Grab, a, grab some from an empty seat if there's one beside you. Here we go. Next, I will put a new Parkway Fellowship window decal on my car today. Would you do that? Put it on your car today. Look, the decals are free. They look like this. Okay, they're outside in the foyer on a table at whatever campus you're at. So grab one. They're out there every week. Grab one of these. Put it on your car. Put it on each of your cars. All right, do that. Next, whenever I serve at church, I will let the love of Christ shine through my smile and attitude. Whenever you serve, would you do that? I'm telling you, it makes a huge impression and a huge difference. Next, contact me about serving somewhere next Sunday. Would you be willing to serve? If you're not already scheduled to serve, would you serve just one Sunday, one time? You don't have to be a member to do it, but we'd love to have you, and we'll train you, and we'll help get you set up. Like, you know, don't worry. We'll make it easy, and we'll put you in a place that you would like to serve, but we'll contact you. And if you check that box, make sure your contact information is on the front of the card. Otherwise, we'll have no way to get a hold of you. So check that if you'd be willing to help out. Next, I commit to fast for 24 hours for God to change lives during the Hashtag Family Strong series. Would you do it? 24 hours. Would you join me? Starts tonight. Starts tonight. And if for some reason you can't do tonight, then just pick a different 24 hours. But breakfast, I mean, sorry, dinner, breakfast, lunch, and then eat dinner the following day. Would you, would you fast with me starting tonight? Next. Sign me up for a fall small group. Then there's a blank for you to write a code. In your worship guide, there's a small group catalog. Beside each small group, there's a code. If you have not joined a small group yet, I'm telling you, they're amazing. Almost everybody in our church has signed up for a small group, okay? And when I say that, I mean, we're closing in on two, over 2,000 people signed up for a small group. And the reason why a small group is so good is because that's where you're going to make friends, because you're going to get to know people, and it's where you're really going to get to study the Bible and dialogue with people in your group about it. It's where you get to really wrestle some of these truths in the Bible to the ground. So sign up for a small group. You need it. And your kids need it, which is the next, um, ne the next, next step of sign my child or teen up for a, small, for a fall small group. Then you need to put the name of your child and the code. Sign your kids up. Sign your kids up for a small group. They need it, just like you do. Next, I will pray the prayer to become a genuine Christ follower today for the first time in my life. Look, maybe you're here today because someone invited you to come. Or maybe you've been thinking about becoming a Christ follower because people have been inviting you for a long time and you finally decided to show up today. Look, here's the thing. The reason they invited you to come is because they care about you so much. God loves you. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to die on a cross for you. And when he died, he paid the price and penalty for your sin. But in order for that to be applied to your life, you have to ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you and then pledge your life to following him from this point forward. Have you ever done that? Have you ever prayed a prayer asking Jesus to forgive you and then pledge your life to following him? That's how you become a Christ follower. That's how you gain eternal life where you'll go to heaven when you die. If you've never done that before, there's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes. I'm going to give you a chance to pray it right now. In fact, I'm going to give everybody a chance to pray and ask God to help you follow through with your next step. So right now, everybody, bow your head, close your eyes, and take these next moments to pray silently.
Father, I want to say thank you for how you reached out to Zacchaeus so many centuries ago, but that you still reach out to people today. I want to say thank you on behalf of every Christ follower listening to me of how you reached out to each one of us. And for those in this room that are not Christ followers yet, I ask that you would reach out to them and they would respond to you. Lord, more than anything, I ask that you would use us to reach out to the people that we know, on our, our neighbors, friends, acquaintances, even family members that are not Christ followers, and you would help us reach out to them, and you would use us to reach them, to become Christ followers. And I ask that you would use this series in amazing ways to do that. And so we pray fervently, with eagerness of heart, that you would use us in that way. And bring us back next week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.